Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. Uh, my mission is always to help entrepreneurs make a difference in their businesses and to help them navigate the messy worlds of startup, growth, and relaunch. So today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast-track your business. And our special guest today is Jasmine Jante. Jasmine uh, helps Experts create uh, world-class programs. She's got a done-for-you course creation agency that takes care of everything. So welcome to the show, Jasmine. Hi, thanks for having me. You bet. And I'm, uh, I will uh, give you the opportunity to, to expand on what I just said. So if you can tell us a little bit about your background, how you got to where you are today, what your current focus is, and uh, we'll be off and running. Sounds good. So I, before I became an entrepreneur, I was a teacher. I taught in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I taught first grade in the lowest performing school in the country. And as part of a turnaround effort, they sent a lot of us teachers there to try and help these kiddos get to where they need to be. And I loved my students and I loved the art of teaching and really the science of teaching because it's a bit of a science as well. But I was just burnt out. Like it the, t the culture at the school I was at was really rough, um, and the sheer volume of work is exhaustive as a teacher. And I kind of stumbled into business. Like, it wasn't intentional. It was like a girlfriend of mine was doing a business, and I was like, that sounds cool. How can I help? And then I stumbled into business, and it led me down this co into this coaching world, right, this coaching path, which is not exactly the same as teaching, but there are similarities. Um, and I started building my own programs. I started helping people in a lot of different way and a lot of different niches, like niche hopping, trying to figure out where I fit. And the common denominator between all of these different niches I was in is that my students got incredible results. Like I might not have had the most amazing sales. I might not have had the most amazing marketing. Uh, however, I could always count on the fact that my students got the result at the end of the day, which I realized came down to teaching. And it was somewhere in the world of 2020, right? The abyss of 2020, that vortex we all fell into, where uh, I was walking my dog one day and I heard this little intuitive whisper that said, shut it all down. Because I was at this place where I kept trying to scale and I couldn't seem to get there, right? Like it just, nothing would stick. And so I did the crazy thing and I listened to the whisper. I fired my team. I fired all my clients. I shut down every offer I had. And I was like, all right, fresh start, fresh start, new slate. Where are we going with this? And in that space, I called up friends. I called up former clients. I called up people who I really felt like knew me. And I asked them questions about how I could help. And like, where do you see my zone of geniuses? And how can I help you? And what are you struggling with? And I just had a bunch of conversations without any regard for where they're going. I just talk to people. And what unfolded is this idea that a lot of my friends were in awe of the fact that I could create amazing results for people because they really struggled to take their brain, all of their expertise and wisdom and file it into, you know, the elements that are going to help their clients, their students get results. They were great at FAQ, but if you ask them to create a systematic approach and build out everything that goes into a world-class course or group coaching hybrid or whatever the offer is. They really struggled. And so that's when I started doing it for other people. And it's just been 
like gangbusters since it's been amazing. And I've never loved what I'm doing more. And so now I'm focused on just growing the team so we can help even more people and reach even more students. Well, that's great. There, there were, there were three things in there that caught my attention. Number tell? one, uh, which has nothing to do with your business, but I grew up in Trenton, Michigan. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm a Detroit area boy. Um, so, uh, and, uh, Number two is it's amazing how many entrepreneurs that I've talked to uh, on the podcast in my life that have stumbled into the businesses that they're in. They they get nudged in one direction or another or get there by accident or that sort of thing. And um, I remembered a quote from Deepak Chopra, who said something like all the wisdom is in the whispers from the silence. So somehow you tuned into it and got it. And I, I, I'm guessing that all of us do, but most of us probably don't pay attention when we should. Mm-hmm. So, so that was a, a, a very interesting journey. It's, that sounds like fun. So have you, uh, have you got any projections now that you're sitting where you want to be and doing what you want to do, um, uh, where you want to get to in the next, say, 12 to 18 months revenue-wise or otherwise? Yeah, 18 months, I want to be hitting seven figures consistently. That's that's really the goal. But more than even just seven figures, it's like, let me do it in a way where uh, I have the right team to support me. And they're beautifully feeling supported as well. I have, I know I have the right people. I have a knack for hiring the right people and training the right people. But it's a process, right, to go from... I'm the solopreneur, which if you talked to me 18 months ago, uh, 24 months ago, 24 months ago, I was the solopreneur, right? And now I've got a team of seven. And so it's just like continuing to refine their training, help them feel supported, give them exactly what they need so that the business can grow. Um, so that's really, that's that's the big goal 18 months from now. Good. Yeah, there's one of the best ways, there's a number of ways to scale, but one of the best ways to do it is surround yourself with a bunch of smart people that can uh, do what you need them to do. And hopefully it's something that they enjoy and are good at. And it allows you to be who you are and focus on what you're good, good at. So that's hiring the right people is, is very critical. So that's good that you're focusing on that. So do you see any major roadblocks for you between uh, where you are now and that consistent seven figure income that you need to run around or jump over? Um, I mean, more than anything, like I see a clear path. I just think it's honestly a matter of time in terms of, you know, marketing and sales. We're largely based on referral and it's working for us. We're consistently booked two months, three months in advance and we're at capacity. So while it's not a problem now, I'm wondering if once I increase the capacity, right, of the team, if it might become a problem. Like, I don't really know until I get there, but I'm just already front loading. Like I have in my mind a few strategies I wanna test out before the end of the year to bring in new leads. Um, Because I mean, honestly, conversion, you know, like people always say, well, if you're selling toilet paper in a pandemic, it doesn't matter how good the toilet paper is. Not many people do what I do and very few people do it done for you. Like they actually do it for you rather than just, I'll help you, I'll do it with you. 
And mm -hmm. also very few people do it exceptionally well. And we use neurolinguistic programming, which no one else does. And we have an AI technology, which no one else uses. So like the unique selling factor is absolutely there. And so that's why I'm like not too overwhelmed with like, you know, conversion and marketing because it just kind of does it for itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yet. It's when you're getting everything that you need currently from referrals, which is the absolute best source, um, you have to be careful to not become complacent. So, you know, you need to start thinking ahead, which obviously you are based based on what you said. So what, what does your ideal client look like for you? What type of person? Yeah, we've, we've got a couple. Um, and I say a couple because it is like a 50-50 split. <laughs> uh, so the first is like the new expert who they've known something, they've done something for a really long time, but they've never explicitly taught it inside of a program. Um, so an example of that, I have uh, a client and friend who is a culture expert and he goes into companies, he works with C-suites, he's exceptional, he's turned around culture for many, many different com uh, companies, amplified it as well. And uh, he'd never taught it in a step-by-step -step format that could be used as a downsell for companies who can't afford his consulting rates, which is, I mean, we're going into recession, like, what do you need a downsell? Like, you need a downsell. Because people are still going to spend, they still want their problem solved, they just want to find a way to not spend as much. Right. So. So that's one example. And he had never taught online. So it was just mining his brain for that, that first product. And the second type of, type of person is someone who's launched before. Um, these are typically like your Instagram people who market and sell on Instagram, right? They've done a big launch. Maybe they did it a couple of years ago. They baited it. Maybe they've launched a couple of times and they know the program is like a B minus and they really want to um upgrade it because you know as you evolve your programs need to evolve with you evolvepreneur so they come to me and they're like can you just redo this whole thing like take what i have redo it use what we're doing now make it better and so that's what we do so those are really the two two types of folks it's a totally new expert who've never never done online teaching and then the one who's done it probably for a couple of years and they need to read it okay great well they're both good sources i would imagine are mm -hmm. are is what you do make sure I'm paying attention and understanding. So do you, uh, you uh, create content and structure for them based on what they want to accomplish? Or is there more to it than that? Not, yeah. that not plenty. Yeah. Well, the first step is about if they have assets, like evaluating what the assets are, right? So books and blog posts, podcasts and courses and all that stuff. And then we go into like the architect phase, which is kind of what you're describing. It's like, what are the what's the outline? What are the modules? What are the lessons inside the modules? What are the deliverables, the workbooks, the templates, the toolkits that we're going to add to allow students to move faster? Um, but if you chunk that up a level, it's like, what's the framework to all of this? What's your unique selling factor, right? If you like, let's say you're going to teach podcasting, what's your unique way to teaching podcasting that's different than anybody else's way? So we developed that, that visual framework for it. Um, and it's a little bit like around offer creation too because the offer has to align with the product. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, there is a bit of gray area where there is some sales and marketing infused in it. Um, but yeah, framework and outline. And then we move into the build phase, which is truly like, I talk to them for 40 minutes a week and my, my learning experience designers talk to them for 45 minutes a week. And then we extract their brain and we build out 
you know, five to 15 minute lessons. Build out about three a week. And at the end of three months, you have a signature course. Good. So are the are all of these virtual, but you said books and other things. So do, do they end up with, uh, I don't know, pamphlets or some tangible items or are the books eBooks and the workbooks? Uh, it's, it's pretty much all virtual, okay. you know, anything that would go in a course portal, it could be a do it yourself course. It could be a group training for like a hybrid group training. Uh, Sometimes masterminds have trainings. So sometimes it's just a, a mini course, you know, or like a, a really fancy lead magnet. We can do all that stuff. Anything product. Okay. Yeah. So so uh, a combination of, of written self-paced courses or video courses all. Yeah, over, most, over mostly that. video, mostly video. Yeah. But some people. Sometimes we have written lessons inside of a mostly video program for something that's short and spicy and doesn't really need a video. Um, there's screen shares, there's talking head videos, there's slide deck videos, a lot of those um, kind of runs the gamut. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So there's a, there's a, a lot to be said for the online education. Even the formal education industry is is starting to go online a whole lot more too. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what that's going to do to the good old institutions, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm assuming it'll be an improvement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're going to have to do something to keep up and yep. and maintain their position in in the education industry. So, so what? Uh, just out of curiosity, with the folks that are coming to you, what's the best piece of advice you've ever given one of your clients? either prior to starting with you or during the process? I don't know if this qualifies as the best, but it's the one that comes up most often. Okay. Which is, what do you want them to be able to do as a result of this? And it can go macro. Like, what do you want them to do as a result of taking this program? Like, what does their before and after picture look like? If I video camera their day, before and after, what's different? And, but you can also take it micro as a result of this five minute video, what do you want them to be able to do? So just like in business, right? We reverse engineer, we do our annual goals. We do our quarterly goals. We think about, oh, I want to make this re much revenue, which means I mean, need this many clients or I need, you know, this much dollars. I need to spend this much in ad spend, right? You can reverse engineer it all the way down. You got to do the same thing with um, your training content. Yep. There's got to be some sort of a tangible result that, uh, satisfies uh, a need in some way. So you taught second grade, did you say? I taught kindergarten and or first kindergarten. grade. Kindergarten and first grade. Imp important grades by all means to get kids started the right way. Mm -hmm. But but uh, I don't know whether you learned it on on your journey or you, you made some effort to it, but you got a very good business head based on what you're saying too. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a lot of uh, seminars and courses and being surrounded by people who are like way more smart than me. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I have always taken advantage of people smarter than me, and it's a pretty big pool. Um, and fortunately, I'm able to take in and retain information pretty easily, so I can I can learn from what others have done. And, and I, I always thought it was the lazy person's way, but you know, maybe it's a smart way too. What that doesn't matter as long as you get the info and you don't, and you don't take advantage of anybody while you're doing it and you use it to, to do good things for other folks. So, uh, interesting stuff. Um, so if people want to get a hold of you, how does that happen? 
my website is just my name, jasminejante.com. That's probably the best way. Uh, but I, my most active channel is Instagram. So if okay. you just want to DM me a question or a thought or just Instagram is a great and easy way to do that. Okay. And the, the, they just search for your name on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's just my name. My profile is just my name, Jasmine. Jonte. Okay. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not that familiar with Instagram. I probably <laughs> should be because that's where all my grandkids are. So <laughs> I could keep tabs on them. You're like, Oh man, grandpa's liking my post. This yeah. There cool. you go. Who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> So do you have any final thoughts at all for our audience? My final thoughts would be, and this harkens back to, to my teaching days, people will never forget how much you care. So in business, we mess up, we fail every day. Like right now, my website is down. I don't even know what happened, but this morning I woke up to an email, like the website is down. And I don't think anyone will ever remember that one day that my website is down, but I do think they'll remember how I made them feel when I interacted with them, when I shared something on a podcast. So just lead with that anytime you're having a, a tough day. Great. Excellent advice. I, I think we'll end it there. So for all you listeners out there, this is a wrap on another awesome episode of the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. And before you go, if you like the episode, please give us a five-star review. And maybe if you're so inclined to recommend it to two or three of your friends. And make sure to subscribe for future episodes at EvolvepreneurSecrets.show. And until next time, if you're an entrepreneur, make a start on your next great idea today. <laughs>